What's up, y'all? It's your favorite cousin, Tristo. And on this episode of Quite Honestly, we have a special guest. We have TiVo on here, and he'll be giving us some info on sports cards, Pokemon cards, and the value in the resale market. Gonna give y'all some insight on Hypernova, Stacker Sports, and give y'all some plays to make some money this weekend. I appreciate y'all for tuning in and enjoy. And again, thank you for listening to Quite Honestly. All right, let's see. We should be recording. We should be recording. All right, y'all, what's up? Welcome to another rendition of Quite Honestly. And today we got a special guest. Some people call him the bookie broker. Some people call him King Card. Some people just know him as TiVo. I met this man through probably one of the most influential groups I've been in in the past two, three years called Hypernova. We're going to give you all a little game on that today. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here's my boy TiVo. What's up, y'all? What's going on, bro? How you doing? I'm doing good. That's good, man. It's finally good to see you, man. Shit, we've been talking for, shit, I've been in Hypernova for like four or five months. And shit, we've been talking ever since. So it's good to finally see you, man. Yeah, you too, bro. Yeah. I think uh, I got in. The, I got in there back in like what March? When you when you joined four months ago? You said. Yeah, I think I joined around the same time, like February, March. Yeah, right before all the COVID shit happened. Yeah, like I, as soon as COVID started, I caught my lifetime at four hundred dollars, and I've been good. Shit. Yeah, I I caught it lucky. I caught it at like four a.m. one day, and I was just I just clicked it, and the link was still working. Imagine getting a lifetime for four hundred dollars these days. Right, that's exactly. I got people right now. They're like, "Man, I'll buy it." I'm like, "Nah, it ain't worth it. You don't got it." Yeah. Oh man. All right. So let's get some let's get some introductory info for you. Where you from, bro? Um, I live in the Boston area right now. Uh, I, I peeped ahead. I seen it, but I, I got it. Oh yeah, I I wear this all the time. Celtics, my team, man. Okay. Ever and always. Okay. And go ahead. Oh no, you guys. So you live there right now. Where are you from? Uh, I grew up in Connecticut originally, in uh, the Hartford area, actually. Okay, man, so you've been cold your whole life. Yeah, yeah, I've been up here. I've lived in Connecticut, Mass, New York, everywhere up here. Love the snow. Oh, okay, <laughs> now I'm in Houston, man. So you know, I'm all heat, humidity. I love it. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. So we was talking about Hypernova. And since you kind of been in there a little bit longer than me, especially on the sports card side, I kind of wanted you to give some insight on pretty much the value in getting sports cards. We'll transition into Pokemon, but I want you to start on sports because right now, especially since we got the draft in a week, I know people are going to be looking into it. Um, so, all right. So, I, I love sports cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing sports cards basically my whole life. I've been getting uh, sports cards. I got I used to get sports cards every year for Christmas, right? And then when I got to high school, I realized there's more than just like those basic cards everybody gets. Um, th- so that's how I learned about the limited prints in sports cards and like all the different autographs and everything, they all can gain value. So collectors and things like that, and the sports market is a huge market. Collectors like to get the uh, 
to get the cards and kind of keep them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm explaining this terrible. Um, okay, so let me. Yeah. How did you? What was your first resale experience? Let me let me start there. To where was when was the first time you found out the value in the sports cards? Like for real, where you were just like, oh shit, like I can really make some nice little side money off of this. Um, so the first time I, I realized it was when I had this card I bought, uh, I think I was like 18. It was a Noah Syndergaard card. I had bought it for five bucks. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of years later, probably like two or so, I checked eBay again and that card was around $300 at the time. And this was back in like 2014 to 2016, 17 ish. Mm-hmm. And just to see a piece of cardboard gain value like that was, was uh, just insane to me. So I started looking more into it and like how, like what makes the value of a card go up. Um, and like, what, what do people want? Like, cause there, there's all sorts of cards, but some people only want like a certain product, like prism or like, baseball bowman so like you try to find those and the basically the special cards and the all-star players and there's a really good potential for a card to gain value if you can get the right ones okay like for example give me one um like maybe in the past year or so maybe a couple years maybe somebody that's kind of picking up now whose car is probably going to increase in value in a little bit uh What sport you want? Basketball, my favorite sport. All right. Um, so I've actually, if, so if you've seen in card chat, I've been making a lot of basketball picks. Mm-hmm. I would say my favorite of them all is either Jalen Brown or Jamal Murray. 100%. Why those two? I kind of feel you on why you would say Jamal Murray just based off what he did in the bubble. And I would right. see why you would say Jalen Brown, but I want to know ex- exactly why, because I think you're throwing in some Celtics bias. Ah, <laughs> yeah, I, I do have a little bit of bias, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown is good. Like he should have been an All Star last year. He he didn't make the All Star get game because he didn't get the coach's vote. The coach picked Sabonis, mm-hmm. and I, I and a bunch of I, I've read a bunch of other writers say he basically got snubbed completely. He he's the Celtics probably second best player. And he's got the duo with Tatum, obviously. So they kind of feed off each other, and their I feel like their games mix really well. Mm-hmm. And Tatum has that, or not Tatum, uh, Jalen has that uh, kind of basketball IQ where that he's just gonna pop off. He, he improved his shooting and everything. I, I love him as a player. I really, I think he's a star. I'm with like you. Just I as agree. good as Tatum. Okay, I'd say maybe Jalen's the better two-way player. I don't know about – I feel like I give Tatum still a little bit more of the scoring edge, but I see where you're going with it. Yeah. Okay, okay. So let's talk about these Pokemon cards because people are going crazy right now. Oh, yeah. Including yeah, you. Yeah. What's funny is um, <laughs> I don't I – don't, <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know a lot about Pokemon either. Like, probably, I've always been a sports cards guy, 
And like, yeah, I watched the Pokemon show growing up and everything, but I didn't know a ton about it. But a lot of my boys were, right? And so they were telling me, like, hey, checking the Pokemon. And this is back early January. And we we're like, yeah, I can see this. The 25th anniversary is coming up next year for Pokemon, which is going to be huge. Pokemon's one of the biggest media markets out there. And that's why the cards are going up so much. And we were looking into it, and it was... It was like, yeah, there's really an opportunity here. So now everybody's seen the Logan Paul video with 200K boxes and all that. Like, the hype's there. Yeah. I, I love Pokemon. The nostalgia, all of it. Like, everyone's watched Pokemon growing up. Facts. I really personally think Digimon was a little bit more action. I like that one. But now I'm with you. Pokemon definitely sold a lot more. I, I, I fucked with Digimon, too. I, I used to watch that show. <laughs> Do they have cards? Now that I don't know, I have no idea. That'd be to, dope. I, I'd, I'd have to. I'd look into that. Yeah, we might have to look into that. So don't nobody steal this idea. Hope Hypernova got it first. Yo, if we start, if we find Digimon cards, we're buying all of them and marking them up five times. All, right. all of them, all of them, just like them PS fives that y'all want, sixteen hundred at least. You're getting better returns on these than the PS fives. We'll see. Hey, I love it. Okay, now let's talk about something that everybody hates right now since we brought up the PS5s. And I don't know how much they're used in the sports card world, but let's talk about these bots. Yep. Let's talk about these bots, man. What's going on? Because me personally, I still haven't gotten into it. I'll be reading stuff in the chat. Like, you know, Money's out here talking about how his bots are out here making him clean up on like 20, 30 <laughs> PlayStation 5s and stuff. So obviously I need to get into it, but... Can you kind of give us some information on how that helps pretty much make your buying process more efficient? Um, well, I'll be straight up with you. I've never used a bot either. Okay. So you, so, uh, all your shit's manual too? I do all my shit manual. Ah, damn. I've, I, I do want, um, I've been trying to get into the bots more with the Target and Walmart stuff. <laughs> Uh, specifically for sports cards, actually, because they'll restock their stuff online and I can use, like, Scottbot, I think, and get into that. But I, I haven't really gotten into the bot, but everyone makes it seem like it makes shit a lot easier. They got, they're copping everything. Bro, like, I'm seeing people, they have, like, in 30 fucking transactions going. It's like, oh, four of them didn't hit, but you got eight at the bottom that have already hit. They're already checked out. They're ready to go. It's yeah. just... It's like watching the lottery happen in real time. It's just crazy. I mean, I'm just happy I was able to get three PS5s manual. Yeah, I didn't. Only got one. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. My brother, my brother got the only one that was close to my hands. So, I'm sure he's gonna play it instead of reselling it, like I told him to. But you know, I'm gonna have to let it go. I told him to resell it, bro. I was like, you can easily make two bands. He's like, no, I'm gonna play it. <laughs> I don't get it. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes they just want it. Hey, man, but shit. I wish when I was 18, 19, people would put me on game on how to flip stuff like this because we'd all be in a lot better situations if we knew what we knew now back then. You know, oh, sometimes, sometimes I think back to shit like that and I'm like, like, I'm like, why did I go to college if, like, I could have just started at, like, 18 doing stuff? Mm-hmm. Cause I I don't know. 
Uh, so I thought about like sometimes when I was in college, I was like, I could do this Amazon thing or like I did think of vending machines and like back in college, I was doing everything to make money too. Okay. I was like, why, why did I bother going to college sometimes? What'd you go to college for? Uh, I went for computer engineering yeah, and, and now I'm a, I'm a software engineer now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Big time, man. My best friend did that. I can't lie to you. I was an industrial engineer for like a year and a half and all the engineering majors like that's the easiest one bro what the fuck i'm like look man <laughs> look man that shit was tough for me so look guys i had to do what was best for me yo all, all my professors back in the day that's funny you say like all my professors back in the day they used to be like yeah like you don't want to be an ie for the industrial engineers that's funny yeah bro i like i had no idea my mom was like you got to be an engineer so i just went down the list and i was like this one looks like the one I'll be best in. And then look, shit did the work. <laughs> oh man, that shit was funny. Yeah. And, and by the way, I don't mean like I wouldn't not go to college again. Oh, oh no, I know what you mean. You just, you would just switch your hustle up a little bit and make it. Like sometimes, like sometimes I think about it and I'm like, I had so much free time, you know, back then. Like some, I wish I had that game so I could have hustled harder. Mm everybody does hey man yeah facts okay now let's get to the fun part because you got the hoodie on you got the gang on oh yeah so we got to talk about stacker sports stacker sports parlay posse y'all already know what's up so hypernova one of the more profitable sides when you're not flipping we got sports betting we kind of hit a snag at one point but we back on track we got to shout out leak yeah we got to shout out leak for them soccer picks because he really saved us last week but talk about Stacker Sports, man. Just give us a little insight on it. Um, so basically we started Stacker Sports because uh, Hypernova is really hard to get into. And like, it's really, isn't it? You can't get keys anymore, really, unless they drop some or the resale. And we we're getting a lot of people hitting us up like, hey, can we get the sports picks? Yada, yada, yada. Like, you know, it was a lot of people. So what what we thought of was, well, how can we let people? Because we we want everybody to eat. Like that's our whole thing. Like we want everyone to be making money. Exactly. And so how can we give more people an opportunity to at least learn one lane, which is a lane we love with sports betting, and kind of help people focus on that? Because Hypernova has everything, and people people can do get overwhelmed and like you should i in my opinion you should pick one thing and just try to get good at that and then try the next thing exactly um and we kind of see it as almost like a stepping stone to getting the hypernova and then we can provide our sports bets and be degenerate gamblers <laughs> hey man DJ, hey man degen life's real degen life is very real so um but yeah like there's this running thing actually in the group uh, where they say like, if you get into hypernova, you graduated Pretty you're on the next level. And then, um, yeah, and we, we provide all the same picks. We, we got the chat rolling. It's called the lunch table. Cause we're eating. Hey, they don't know. And people be in the kitchen going crazy. And yeah. So me, Jay and Will, we running it. Uh, we got D-Day and uh, Dev, Barley Poppy. Mm-hmm. They they helping us out with this. 
uh, Princess Parlay, Tara. Shout out to her. She yeah, always running with the with those uh, college basketball and WNBA picks. It's about time for her to get back active. Man, were you were you betting that run she went on, bro? Twenty two and zero, bro. That's the reason why I quit my job. <laughs> Shit, bro. Tara literally got me to where I was like, okay, fuck it, I'm good. Like I know that, I can. Like Tara got me to the point where I know I can make two hundred, three hundred dollars easily every day off sports betting. All right, so during that time, I was struggling with baseball picks a little bit. I, I had a tough month with baseball one time, and Tara, Tara's picks saved my ass kind of just because I was like, all right, baseball was rough. It was a rough year for betting baseball. Yeah, it was. It got to the point where I was just parlaying everything Tara put in. I was like, oh, shit, bet. Cool. Yeah. I To be honest, like, uh, I like I do like women's basketball, but I've only mainly ever watched UConn women because that's where I'm from originally. Because they're the best. And what this was the first year I started betting uh, like WNBA and stuff, and I started watching the WNBA more. And like it's fun to watch. I don't get why people people don't like it because I I'd really it, it was just as good as an NBA game. Exactly, bro. Women's basketball, like the offense is fluid. The only thing is, and the main issue is people miss the entertainment value of the dunk. Quite honestly, I feel like if they lowered the rims to like eight and a half feet. So women could dunk too, bro. They'd have the same ratings as men. Right, bro. Can you imagine Diana Taurasi throwing a lob to somebody on a break? That'd be pretty sick. Actually. You see, you see what I'm saying, like, bro. WNBA alley oops on top ten and set the whole world to a whole different stratosphere. Two K knew that. That's why they put that uh that new my career on that on that PS Five where they have a uh, don't they? I think they can make WNBA players or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they can. First yeah, time bro. they can do that. They knew they knew that market was. Right there, they knew the market was there to open it up, and now the floodgates are open. WNBA about to go crazy with the bread. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Tatira made me an Atlanta Dream fan. Who I'm, I'm real, but I, I don't know who's on who yet. Do they have any UConn players? I don't, I don't think UConn, no, I don't think Atlanta had the uh, I'm trying to think what team did Atlanta beat, and like they made me a lot of money, and I just became a fan immediately. <laughs> I think it was like a damn. I don't want to say it was the Mercury, but it was something like that. Like the Dreamer playing the Mercury or something. And Tara was like, "No, hedge it because it's gonna be high scoring." And I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna just bet the points." And look what happened. I bet the points, and it was it was money. Yeah, I I think about the fall. I got I'm a Connecticut Sun fan. They they had they've had a couple bro players too. So. That's who I bet on to win it out. That's who I bet on to win it all. And then Alyssa Thomas got hurt, and then I was like, oh, damn. Because I just knew it. I was like, Connecticut had defense. They were long. Like, they had offense. And then everybody just got hurt. They just ran down. It hurt me. But they'll be back. Think my moral ever come back? At this point, I don't think she wants to play basketball anymore. I think she knows she has a better – she has a more – influential platform now i think she's just gonna go ahead and if anything like if they make a big three for the women or something like that she'll pop up yeah she's my favorite all-time player oh my more as a hooper candace parker was mine and then the uh women k uh twins from out of houston they both played for the sparks i think i know for sure chen a did but yeah those were my like the women basketball players that i just kept up with 
Speaking of WNBA, actually, WNBA Prism cards just came out. First time they've ever made them. I'm trying to cop as many as I can, actually, because I think it's going to be with the WNBA gaining so much popularity. Mm-hmm. I think it's that set of cards is going to be a very, like, I want to say, like, legendary. I, I'm blanking on the word, like, an infamous set because it's, like, the first one. Yeah, that's that, that, uh, like the cornerstone set like yeah yeah speaking of cornerstone i'm glad you said that because i saw something on the tl you put some pictures up on the tl and i need to know what's up with that recipe bro oh shit the the cheesecake recipe i I, I seen that bro i seen i saw all that i'll tell you a little story um so we yeah we have a we got a secret cheesecake recipe in the right, y'all have, if y'all haven't seen it you need to follow ctvo on twitter go through the media you can't miss the cheesecake you can't miss it it, it in my opinion is the best cheesecake in the world and i would say many agree um so my grandma uh her grandma or sorry her mom she used to make it best but she um and she taught her daughter who's my grandma how to make it and my grandma had tweaked it a little bit but she started putting out these awesome cheesecakes and i'm not i'm not gonna say anything that's what in it all i'm gonna say is it's in how it's made and not necessarily all the ingredients okay but she she started making these cheesecakes and we would sell them at auctions kind of to like support uh charities and things like that Mm mm-hmm and the first time she she put one up for auction now like we we were giving them out to people sometimes just because my grandma liked to bake and this was in the 70s so obviously i wasn't around but this is this is what i know and they put it at auction it got a thousand dollars first time back in 1970 best, for a cheesecake yeah, that's hella money best cheesecake in the world i they we, we've been passing it down five generations they all got to get it I'll make it. I'll make it for the hypernova meetup. Don't worry. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm in there. Y'all ain't gotta worry about it. Okay. Let's get back to it. We need some locks because you know the people are gonna need something. I'm gonna let you hit your locks first, and I'm gonna give you three of them that I was. I really was. I was really going through these picks, and I was like, I gotta make sure I hit three guaranteed. And one of them, if it doesn't hit, I'm dumb. I'm dumb betting them, bro. I'm fading them forever. But I'm gonna drop that after you do yours. All right. Um. So my my first lock. Let me pull this up. I actually I share I shared two picks for this game. It's the Marshall game. They're playing Middle Tennessee. Ooh. Uh, Mar- the spread for Marshall is twenty three and a half, and I love it, actually. So Middle Tennessee sucks, uh, and Marshall has the second best defense in the country, while Middle Tennessee is like a hundred tenth or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're giving up like forty points a game, and Marshall's only giving up nine, I think, something yeah. like that. Exactly. Yeah, that's so exactly I I love them to cover that spread because Marshall's already covering forty. Or they're already scoring around 40 points a game. The spread's 23 and a half. And if they're keeping them even 10, they can get there easy. Easy. 
Okay. My first one I had the Texas State Georgia Southern game was going to be over 49 and a half. I had that one locked pretty much because Georgia Southern's going to match Texas State's offense back and forth, but Georgia Southern has the better offense. Texas State's defense is trash, completely trash. So mm. Georgia Southern averages like 42 points a game, and the fact that they average like 300 yards rushing, and that's the one thing Texas State can't do is stop the run. I'm pretty sure Georgia Southern's going to put up 40 by themselves. I just need Texas State to score twice. So I got my faith in it like that. Yeah, Sorry, that, my my thing's lagging. Oh yeah, it's all good. I wasn't sure if it was mine or yours, but yeah, man, that that Georgia Southern Texas State spread over forty nine. I'm expecting Georgia Southern to score at least thirty five to forty two by themselves. Texas State's offense isn't bad. It's just I feel like Spavital needs to get everybody together. So I see them to score maybe seventeen twenty. I was gonna go spread at first, but I feel like there's gonna be enough points to get that over. I like that. Yeah. I, I could definitely ride with that. I like that. All right. What else you got? So this one it, so the, I, I, this one's tough because it's Rutgers. I already know where you're going. So Rutgers is playing Illinois mm-hmm. and Rutgers is historically a, a terrible team. And that's why it's like why are you picking Rutgers? Like, it's Rutgers. But they're having their best season in a while, and Illinois has looked pretty bad. Illinois is averaging, like, 15 points a game, and they're giving up around 42 or something like that. And now Rutgers, as good a season they're having, they played two two ranked teams, and, like, they held their own. They lost, obviously, but, they like, they, they did a decent job playing uh clemson i think right let me make sure or was it ohio state yeah i think that's what it was ohio state yeah it was ohio state and then uh oklahoma i want to say and they did a great job and so i i think if they're scoring 30 points a game like i they can cover five and a half points easy because that's what the line is right now and i think it's a little bit like too skewed towards illinois People giving Lovey Smith a little bit too much credit right now. Plus, Illinois starting their fourth string cue, so like that's kind of tough. Hey, exactly. Let me see. Let's see. They played Michigan's records. Played Michigan State. They beat them by eleven. That's who. That's probably who you're thinking. Michigan State. Yep. That was that first game, and then they lost to Indiana. And oh, then they, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ohio State was this game right before um, Illinois. They lost uh, 49-27. So they played them pretty – I mean, hey, you putting up almost 30 on Ohio State, you obviously doing something right. Facts. Okay, let me see. Where was it? My next pick – I'm trying to remember who North Carolina was playing because I just wrote down their spread. Let me see. Oh, that's who it was. North Carolina versus Wake Forest. Now, I was – Tough because Wake Forest is good, but my thing is UNC. This is the trap game for me. And this is why I was like, eh, but UNC is playing good. Now the question is, are they going to keep it rolling 
or are they going to take that step back and let Wake Forest beat them? I just didn't see it this week. So I was mm-hmm. taking that UNC minus 13 and a half because last week I didn't think UNC was going to cover and they blew them the fuck out. So now I, I'm, hmm. talk about it. Let me see. I kind of like Wake Forest. I ain't going to lie. Talk about it. I don't even know why. Um, Wake Forest has been playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I actually have it pulled up right here because I was looking at this game earlier because I was thinking the same thing about UNC. And then I started looking into it more and I found that Wake Forest is 5-1 and one against the spread so far this season, including uh, undefeated against the spread as a road team. Okay. And then when I looked back into the Tar Heels, they were kind of more like average. It was like uh, four and three against the spread, and uh, but they were three and zero at home. But what really made me go for it was how bad the UNC defense has struggled because they haven't been great in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, you're right. That's true. I just put more faith in UNC's defense to in UNC's offense to put up more points than Wake Forest's offense. That's right. all that that's all that is. I I'm with you. I feel like Wake Forest's defense is probably as a unit more solid right now just consistency wise, but you know, the ta- UNC's just hit talent just head over heels Wake Forest, but you know, it's it's one of those games. Right. Is UNC's UNC's ranked, right? Yeah, they should be still top what, 15? I, I think that were they six at one point. Uh, they're not ranked anymore. They're still five and two. Um. Yeah. No, yeah, they're five and two. They're not ranked anymore. That that's ultimately like why I I, I kind of avoided that game in the end because I do like both sides. So that that's kind of really how I feel about it. I, it could go either way. Like you can UNC could blow them out, or it could be a real close game. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you, but I just didn't trust that over under 69. Like, I wanted to, because I'm like, UNC can put up 56, like, by themselves. Facts. But it's like, are we going to get that UNC team? Are we going to get the UNC team that we saw against Florida State where they don't decide to play till the end of the third quarter? Hmm. I haven't watched much Florida State this year, honestly. Mm-mm. You don't want to? I've actually, um, just speaking of watching things, sorry to change the subject. Not you good. I've been, I love in the action. Man. I, be, I have. I love it's the Mac. Fun. I love the Mac because I got family there, but man, let me, Bowling Green, I need you guys to get it together. <laughs> I need you guys to get it together. Bro, that's all I'm going to say. Guys, Bowling Green plays Buffalo this week. I didn't even put that in there because I already knew what was going to happen. But <laughs> I love Buffalo. Buffalo, that's the most consistent. Buffalo, yeah, exactly. That's the most consistent team in the MAC. They have been for like fucking eight years. And then um, my next favorite team, mm-hmm. NIU, because they're so bad. They're they've, trash. Been make, they've been making me so much money. Hey, bro. I love don't they it. Ha- don't they have like. 70 freshmen on the team or something like yeah, that. Yeah, around that. It's it's crazy. Hey, man, Bowling Green's damn near the same way. Like, they have, like, I want to say it's like 56 to 60 players with, between 
freshman and sophomore classification? Uh, yeah, I think so. Dang, now that we, I don't even know if I should talk about this because it's kind of insider information, but Bowling Green's more than likely going to be playing a freshman quarterback this week against Buffalo. Oh, so they're going to blow them out. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not giving too much information, but yeah. Um, Bowling Green's more than likely starting a true freshman quarterback this week against Buffalo. All right. No, so I'm let you take that and run with that what you will. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all didn't hear nothing. Hey, man. It's just uh, but that Buffalo. Yeah, bet Buffalo, take the spread. You might want to take the over, too, because Buffalo's going to put up 70. Sorry, little bro. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I did. What what time's that game anyway? Oh, wait, no. It's on, it's on like, two, I want to say it's like Tuesday. It's on like a Tuesday. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, I, for, I forgot. They're during the week. Yeah, you know, Mac, that's the only way they're going to make their money right now. Uh, Buffalo, yep, Tuesday at 6 o'clock. All right. Lock it in, everybody. We not po- We're not posting this. Only way you get in that pick is if you listen. You got to listen. I'm not posting anything on that one because I really might get somebody in trouble for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this this last one, as soon as you hear as soon as you hear the team, you're gonna roll your eyes and you're gonna know why. But bro, I picked the over 41 on the Kentucky and Vanderbilt game. hmm Because Kentucky's defense besides Kelvin Joseph is trash. Yeah. Ken Ken Seals is a dog at quarterback for Vandy. Like, he's good. Of course, he needs a little bit more help. But there's talent at Vanderbilt. They put up points. And for Kentucky, they're just so much more talented than them. They should put at least 42 up on Vanderbilt by themselves. Vanderbilt's 0-5, bro. Kentucky's 2-5, but they've been playing a lot tougher people. So, so your picks, Kentucky spread minus uh, – No. Oh, no, I didn't even touch the spread because I don't trust Kentucky in the spread. That's too – I took the over 41. Oh. Uh, I took the over 41 because Kentucky well, – That should be easy. That's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like it's a lot. But, bro, you know Kentucky just a couple weeks ago, we had we needed 41. They had 38, and they were on, like, the 15-yard line for, like, a minute and a half. Damn. So, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm, that's the type of time I'm on. So it's like it I, might, could, I might have to max bet that honestly. Forty-one and a half, Kentucky Vanderbilt. Like, bro, Kentucky should score at least forty by themselves. Yeah, no, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, those are my only three ones that I looked at, and it was a lot. And then shit, now you got me kind of questioning UNC. I see. I'm just on the fence about. It. I, if you feel good about it, like I'm not. I like I can ride with that too. I just. I, I don't know. I trust Mac Brown, but I've also been a Texas fan for life. But yeah, I trust Mac Brown. Yeah. Uh, how you feel about Notre Dame? Just curious. Oh, bro, I'm picking Boston College today. Ah man. I'm definitely picking because I I trust Halfley. Halfley's a great defensive coach, and Notre Dame just put up 12 points a few weeks ago. I feel like Boston College can hold them to like 24, 28. And if they hold them to 24-28, I feel like Boston College and Jerkovic can go ahead and get them out of there. See, I, the way I feel about it is, yes, Boston College put up a good fight against Clemson, but they struggled versus a terrible Syracuse team mm-hmm. last game. 
And Notre Dame's defense is so good that, at least in my, I think they're in the top 10 or so, top 25. Uh, they can hold BC and at least beat them by two touchdowns. They're two touchdowns better than Boston College. I don't disagree, but we also thought the same thing about Clemson. Yeah, that's true. That's why I'm thinking. I'm thinking Halfley just has everybody playing up. So, like, they get up for the big games, and then, you know, like the Syracuses, everybody starts playing down. Yeah. That's why I'm, that's why I'm like, Halfley's going to have everybody on point. They're at least going to play. I would, I think they're going to play the first half like they did against Clemson, where it's going to be close, or they're going to, you know, look like, oh shit, it's really going to be upset. And then, second half, the talent disparity is going to take over. You know, I like that angle, actually. Because, you know, I'm just running. I can't remember who's the home team. I think Boston College is the home team. Yeah. Uh, Let me see. No, I don't think. Uh, I don't Let remember. See. Let me see. Because they play like, don't they play like 2.30? Like they're one of the early games. Let me see. Yeah, 2.30. 2.30. Um, I think Boston College is. Yeah, they're in yeah. Boston. Yep. Yeah, Boston. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dang, I wonder if they're letting fans. Maybe I'll go. Because the 49, honestly, I might want to take that too. That over, that over, that over 49. Because half is going to, half is going to put up points. Now it's going to be a question which Notre Dame team are we going to get? Uh, see, yeah, see, Notre Dame, Notre Dame did struggle that one game against Louisville, and that was bad. People sleep on Louisville, bro. Louisville's a lot better than their record is. They're like they're talent wise and like they're a lot better than what their record is. All right, I I feel like I like I don't know, so I don't watch as a lot of games. I usually only watch like uh, the net whatever the big game of the night is actually. Mm-hmm. So like when I'm betting these, I'm usually looking at the numbers a lot. So sometimes it's actually kind of nice to hear that insight. Cause you probably, you've been watching all these games, right? Oh yeah, bro. I'm, I'm flipping through everything. So I'm a football it, junkie. I'm a film junkie. So it's, it's actually a pretty interesting perspective for me. Cause I, I don't watch a lot of them. So like, you know how everyone has that intuition about a team cause they've been watching them enough and they're like, yeah, well they're actually like this mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what the numbers say technically. Yeah. That's I, that's yeah. Like you're looking at the numbers. I'm just looking more personnel. I just right. try. I just yeah, because you know numbers say this, but at the same time, bro, nobody thought Boston College was gonna give Clemson a game. Nobody. Yeah, hundred percent. So I'm 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 putting some faith in Halfley today. I got a parlay with Boston College winning, and if that wins, you probably won't hear from me for like a week. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, man. Dang. I think that almost about sums it up, bro. Yeah. yeah I think that um, about sums it up. I just wanted to say I appreciate you, bro, because this is a lot of fun. Yeah. We've been, we've been trying to do this for a couple of weeks. I messed up a little earlier, but now we're back on track. Yeah. This was actually my first podcast. So oh, for, I put, oh, I got an exclusive? Yeah, this is the first time I've ever like done something like this. Oh uh, shit! Prices went up. Price just went up. Price went up. So, uh, but yeah, no, it was fun. Thanks for having me on. Oh no, nah, bro, I appreciate I love, I love you. Talking to 
sports like sports are my favorite thing. like that's why i love sports cards and sports betting they go one and one and I, I i'm a big basketball junkie and everything i love sports i've been watching it ever so i always like talking about it hey man and it's good to talk with somebody who at least has some insight and they're not just throwing out some blind bias yeah because bro like cowboys fans like stuff like that where people <laughs> just throw people just throw out nonsense facts I can't. I can't make jokes. No, my pats suck. Hey man, I'm a Texans fan, so I can't make a joke either. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, man. I appreciate you having me. I appreciate you, TiVo, for doing this, man. Shit, I'll be talking to you. I'm sure in the next couple hours when we get all these picks together and once everybody else wake up. Yes, sir. Hey man, I'll be hollering at you. I'll see you in a little bit. Peace. Hey man, be safe. Thank y'all for listening to another episode of Quite Honestly. I was your host, Tristo. That was our guest, TiVo. You make sure you follow him on Twitter at CTiVo. Spelled at T-E-E-V-O. You follow me on everything at Bank on Batiste. Bank on B-A-T-I-S-T-E. Again, thank y'all for listening to Quite Honestly. Y'all stay blessed, family. <laughs>